It's time for another update on how we're living out the themes we chose for this year instead of setting New Year's resolutions. As a reminder, Jody chose the year of being visible. Rachel chose the word now. We also discuss what to do if you feel like you've gotten off track with your own theme or with another goal you've set for yourself. Welcome to the Sisterhood of Success, where real sisters discuss issues that encourage personal growth, promote success, and just spread joy while building a community of honorary sisters. Hi, and welcome to The Hood. I'm Rachel Lam, a freelance writer specializing in corporate communications, and I'm here with my sister Jody. That's me. I'm Dr. Jody Jedlica, an audiologist and certified success principles trainer. Well, Jody, it's that time again where we get to use each other as accountability partners and check in on our theme for 2021. Uh, how have you been doing? You know, you had texted me a while back saying that you feel like you need help getting back on track. And I felt kind of the same way. Like when we did our update, I was wondering what I was going to talk about because I sort of felt like I needed to get back on track myself. But I think that is the whole purpose behind declaring a year for this because you're just kind of committing to keeping it top of mind. And whether you're doing well with it or not, it's a more gentle way of doing it. You know, you don't fall off the wagon and think, gosh, I'm never getting back up there again. It's just an opportunity when it comes up again to kind of recommit to the idea. Well, and I think that's the beauty of an accountability partner as well, Mm -hmm. is I knew all of these feelings, but I probably wouldn't have gotten them to gel and have some real direction if we hadn't had this purposeful discussion about it. So Mm -hmm. I do think it was helpful for me to kind of just evaluate where I'm at with things and how I'm doing to get back on track, like you said, you know, and Mm -hmm. and I, I had to kind of laugh about falling off the wagon because mine has a little bit to do with, I think I get addicted to busyness. And (laughs) so the word of falling off the wagon and addiction kind of came to my mind. Do you remember what your goals were for what you were going to work on last time? Yeah, my well, what my goals were, my commitment for the year is to be seen and heard. And I think one of the things that I've been exploring is what holds me back from that. And so that's kind of what I've given thought to over the last few weeks since we did an update and just kind of thinking about, well, why why do I even have trouble with that? Why do I even need to consider that? And I think that's the surprising or kind of the interesting thing about declaring a year is that it it uncovers more. It makes you think about, you know, kind of what are the underlying factors? Why am I even considering this? Why do I think it's a problem? And so I what I came up with is the reason that I have so much trouble with this is that I really, really probably one of my biggest fears is not being liked or accepted or not being thought well of. Lucky and I think for you, that, you're super likable. So, <laughs> Well, you know, that's because I work so darn hard at it. But, you know, that also goes along with my theory that your biggest strength is also your biggest weakness. You know, I guess if you ask people who know me, they probably would say that I am a likable person, but it is something I worry about and think about and I'm concerned about. So yes, but it's also a big weakness for me, I think. Because it keeps me from doing things or saying things or 
maybe being fully me just because I worry about how I'm being perceived by sure, other people. How that will come across. And especially, I always think I do okay in a room with one-on-one or a couple people on one, which is what I have to do at my day job, but put me in a group of people and I tend to get quiet really fast because there's too many people to consider. There's too many people to read in a situation like that. And I feel like I'm pretty good at reading people when I'm talking with them, but too many people and I can't do it. So after a little while, after I've had a chance to kind of take in the room, then I tend to be a little more vocal. But again, I think I'm still, that's always an underlying concern or worry of mine. And so just, it was interesting, I think, to explore that and what the fear is that's associated with it. So I did a huge long tapping session on that. You and I have talked about tapping before, and I'll put some information on tapping in the show notes for this episode. But I just find that to be such a hugely helpful tool to have in your toolbox that anything that really comes up, it just lets you kind of think it through and do it in a way that is not, oh, that's more calming rather than anxiety provoking. For sure. So next time I'll give you an update as to whether or not that tapping helped me for this, <laughs> for this fear because that was the intended purpose. Yeah. So it sounds like the progress that you made is sort of taking a step back and rather than practicing the behavior, it was trying to examine why you chose that behavior to begin with. Would you say that that's sort of yeah. a rundown of, of kind of your progress for the month? Yeah, but I feel like, I mean, it wouldn't be a goal if it wasn't something that I struggled with on some level or I felt like I struggled with. And I don't know how you tackle a goal like that without really examining what's the underlying issue here, because it's really not that I don't like the sound of my own voice or anything like that. Right. And you're a confident person too. Well, I am and I'm not, you know, I mean, I am when I'm feeling accepted and liked, but I'm not when I'm unsure about that. Sure. Sometimes I feel like I don't even have an opinion because I'm too worried that it's going to differ from somebody else's opinion, but that's not really giving them credit for being able to think through things on their own and consider things. I mean, we're all allowed differing opinions. And anyway, it's just interesting to think about it and to kind of work my way through it. This is a really, I, I don't want to um, compare what you're going through to a middle school kid, but I feel like this would be a really good exercise for a middle schooler because don't you feel like that's that time where they're kind of trying to find their own voice and mm-hmm. deciding if they want to fit in or if they want to be heard or individual, you know, and all these kinds of things. And what you're describing to me, I'm not trying to sort of like belittle the process or that it's an immature, you know, that no, kind of thing. I know I'm totally stuck in middle school. <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying is you are at a point of maturity where you can realize all of those things and actually examine them and all of that kind of thing. But wow, what a valuable process it would be for somebody at that young age that could develop it right from the start. And you yeah. know, obviously probably just not ready, but you know, that's sort of where I, what I'm thinking of when you're talking about that. Interesting that you even said that, you know, cause I do sometimes feel like in my head, I can be stuck in middle school. And, um, <laughs> but I guess a lot of people maybe, maybe feel that way, but middle school is such a painful time, I think, because of all of that. Cause you're just trying to figure out how you fit in and just what your place is. And I always say that as an adult, you can successfully avoid your weaknesses. And so 
you know, when you're in middle school, you really don't have a choice. You've got to go to school. You've got to try to fit in the best you can. And when you're an adult, again, you can manipulate or choose the situations that you're in or the people that you interact with to some degree, at least. And so I guess this is a step back into forcing yourself to kind of confront the feelings that are behind that. Maybe it all comes from middle school. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, to take you, you know, a, like a decade forward of that. But I always say that that's one of the reasons I'm such an advocate for going to college, regardless of what you do with that degree. And obviously, there's some, you know, privilege there as far as who can afford what and and things like that. But I feel like that is a time where young adults are discovering their voice away from their parents. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about, again, I just feel like there's stages, there's certain transitions that you go through. Mm -hmm. And probably you're at one of those transitions. I'm probably at one of those transitions where your kids are all out of the house now. You don't have to be thinking so much about creating peace and harmony and moving so many people forward. You actually get to think about what you want and what matters to you and how you want what direction you want to move in. And so it is sort of that point of transition where you get to make those decisions again, and you probably are a little out of practice, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we talked about that a little bit last time that it's easy when you care about other people and you want them to be happy. And if they seem to have an opinion about something, you let them have it. And it's easy to sort of lose yourself in that. It is. And I think that's a really good point because a lot of times, if you really don't care one way or the other, I mean, I have an opinion, but, you know, I'm really not really totally strongly grounded in it. Or, you know, it really the outcome just doesn't really matter that much to you. It's easy to kind of get in the habit of deferring to the people around you. Right, right. Do you know what you want to work on next month? Or do you need me to save you and talk about my failings for this month? There is no failure, Rachel. It is just feedback and recommitment. I actually don't see it that way. I'm just being silly. Yeah, I'm going to continue to tap on and think about this idea of being afraid to express myself and not worry so much about what other people are thinking or perceiving. And the truth is, they're probably not thinking about anything. I mean, (laughs) I am the center of my own universe and probably don't even like merit a blip on the radar screen. Who knows? But clearly I'm giving myself way too much importance when it comes to, I don't know. So still going to work on that one. That's funny. It's probably something we all should remember that (laughs) we're thinking about things way more than anybody else is thinking about them, but it's still important to you. I don't think that it's a bad thing for you to want to please and get along with other people. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. not, you know, you're making it sound insecure, but I don't think it is. It's a vulnerability that I think everybody feels And what greater thing in life is there than to feel like you belong and feel connected? So I don't know. I think it's important for all of us to think about that. Well, yes and no. I think, yes, it is not a bad thing, but it is a bad thing to kind of lose yourself, particularly when it's not something that really matters to the other person. If it's not a big deal, why not have an opinion about it? And if it is a big deal, for sure, you should have an opinion about it. And you should be okay with I feel it when I say you, I mean me. (laughs) I should be honey. I have an opinion about everything. (laughs) 
and not afraid to talk about it. Um, I don't know. It just, I want to be okay with standing for something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm excited to see where that takes you next month. Yeah. So I, this month was going to work on setting boundaries and priorities so that my, my theme of now <laughs> um, wasn't going to overtake my life. I think I was complaining last month that I was kind of taking on things quickly without, because I can mull things over and I can get bogged down in decision-making. And so mm-hmm. part of my now was moving forward quickly and not doing that. Well, that ended up making me kind of take on way more than I could handle. And so my goal was to set some boundaries. In truth, I took on so much more. I got in way over my head that I spent the month just trying to dig out of what I took on and what I um, had decided to do right this moment. Mm -hmm. And so I really didn't make any progress on that other than really recognizing that I think a lot of what you said, a little bit of self-evaluation as to why I chose that theme. And I really stepped back. And it's not about doing things quickly and moving forward without hesitation or using my time more efficiently. Because I don't really necessarily think, I think when I first chose something, I was thinking there's a lot of moments where I escape when Mm -hmm. I'm stressed about something. And I could use that time to actually move forward toward the goal so that I'm less stressed about the fact that I have a lot to do kind of thing. Right. That said, I'm realizing that a lot of what I really wanted out of this, am I doing right now what I want to be doing with my life? Mm-hmm. I have to do with priorities, not with time mm-hmm. and setting those priorities and therefore saying no more often and choosing things, moving forward on things without fear so that I actually have some purpose and I'm moving closer to my goals. Mm-hmm. So when I say, what do I want to be doing? You know, am I doing right now what I want to be doing with my life? I started taking it as tasks. I started out by saying, okay, should I be just standing here waiting for my tea to warm up or should I empty the dishwasher while I do that? <laughs> or yeah. should I make the three phone calls that I have to do to check on something or should I be playing on my phone? That type of thing. Well, it just started to overwhelm me. And Mm -hmm. what I realized is it isn't that kind of stuff that I was worried about my now. It was it was the big stuff. It was the stuff I care about and the stuff I'm I have been putting off because it's too scary. So am I really living the way I want to live is kind of the question. So I um I ended up trying to take that information. And so I moved some sort of non-urgent appointments and things like that to try and clear up my schedule a little bit. I've tried to set some better priorities as far as what I should be spending my time on and tried to reevaluate my intent because a lot of the time when I took on so much, a lot of the time my answer to that question, am I doing right now what I want to be doing with my life was no, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So I thought, Maybe I'm not alone and that other people fall off track and that we could spend a little bit of time talking about that. And I came up with kind of two reasons that people get off track and maybe you can add to that. Well, I'm going to interrupt you just for a second here because just an observation, um, coming into this, you were feeling like maybe you had like you had failed at what your goal was. And I think completely not. I think you've made a lot of progress actually just listening to you. 
because you tried out something new and you were able to think about or evaluate what was working for you and what wasn't working for you. And you were able to recognize what and why and put some thought into that. And so I think you probably made more progress toward this than than you think you did. So I'm really glad that you said that because I was kind of joking earlier, but it is true that I think a lot of people when they get off track and me included, my first gut reaction was, I can't even make it a month. You know, (laughs) I can't do this. I'm failing. Uh But then I also want to respond with the goodness of accountability because some people might say, oh my gosh, I have to go back to that person and say I'm, I'm off track and I don't like that feeling and it feels like a failure. But because I knew we were going to talk about this, it forced me to really think about why I was off track. And so there is that element of accountability helps you stay focused on what's important. Mm -hmm. And so I, again, I just want to really encourage people to either, you know, find a partner to go through this with, to journal about it so that you're sort of your own accountability partner, that kind of thing. Because I think the worst thing you can do is say, oh, I got off track. I'm just going to now abandon that. Right. And several ideas on there. Number one, I think none of it is success or failure. It's just feedback. Right. It's just a way to think about or a jumping off point to consider where you're at at the moment. I also think that I never call this like a goal. I've never said that this is something that I'm going to decide to be heard and this is how I'm going to be the whole year. It's a practice. It's something just to be thoughtful about. And if you're practicing something, it's not always perfect. And sometimes the wisdom lies in the imperfection or the times when you feel like it's not working. Those are the times that are most valuable or important for you. I love that. And I would say it is definitely true for me this month, for sure. So I I was kind of thinking about why people get off track. And one reason is that it's just really hard to change habits. Mm -hmm. And it can be discouraging when you continue to make effort towards something and you fall back into old patterns. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that was particularly my problem, but I think that that's a really common reason why people fall off track. Right. And I think though, then again, it just gives you an opportunity to evaluate your habits because you do things When you do things by habit, you're doing them without thinking just because that's the way that you've always done them. And there's some comfort in that. And you develop that habit for a reason. Right. And so it just gives you an idea or opportunity to say, yes, this is serving me or no, it's not serving me. And so again, yeah, up for consideration. Yeah, I agree. I think it gives you an opportunity to recognize is that habit, like you said, serving a purpose or is it hindering your purpose, I guess. So, but I think that that's a really common thing. And I think that if that is your reason for doing it, you know, I would say to just give yourself some grace and patience and know that changing habits is one of the hardest things in in human nature and human behavior. And so just stick with it. Look for ways you now know what's not going to work this way. Let's look for another new way to do that. Yeah. And the thing about habit though, Ray, is that I think sometimes they're invisible to us because they're a habit. You know, it's just what you do. You don't think about it. And so it makes it more visible to you so you can even evaluate it. The other reason which I think really does describe me is I wrote it down as setting the wrong goal, but that's not really true. That's not exactly what I meant by that. What I'm saying is is I wasn't clear about what I wanted out of out of this. So, 
I really needed to clarify my intent and my, you said you didn't think of it as a goal, but sort of to clarify what I want out of this and where Mm -hmm. I want to go with it Mm -hmm. and realize that, is it something that you want or something you should want? You know what I mean? Did I say Uh this because I think it's where I want to be or because I think that it's how I should improve? So sort of clarifying your thoughts and feelings around it, which is really where I was at, is I think I started out with one purpose. And I think the same question serves me if I just think Mm -hmm. about it differently. And that's what I needed was a little bit of clarity. I think it's one of the brilliant pieces of coaching each other (laughs) through Mm -hmm. a lot of these situations is, is just becoming really clear on what I wanted out of this. And I kind of talked already about how I really thought about what that should mean to me. And it should mean that I am setting my priorities better and that I'm Mm -hmm. living a little more intentionally Mm -hmm. so that my now is matching my core values and what Mm -hmm. I want out of life. And, you know, am I doing right now what I want to be doing should match that as opposed to the little tasks and I don't know, chores, (laughs) to-do list items that I was feeling so ambitious about at the beginning. Another reason, good reason to have an accountability partner is how much you learn from their journey. So I just absolutely love that question. Am I doing right now what I really want to be doing? And so even if I get nothing out of my own practice, (laughs) (laughs) that's going to benefit me this year. And I think maybe you and I come, well, we definitely have different personality types, but I think we come at this from two very different, I think, perspectives because for me, I maybe didn't put as much thought into this just kind of came to me like this is what I want to work on this year. This is what I'm thinking about. And I really didn't think to myself, I know exactly what I want to get out of this. It's more like I just want to see where this takes me. And that's how I've approached the other years too, where I just get this strong feeling like this is it. This is what I need to be practicing. And let's see where let's see where we go with this. So, and I don't think either one is right or wrong. It's just an interesting dichotomy, I guess, to look at. Well, as they say, it's the journey, not the destination, correct? Right. So yep. <laughs> we are definitely getting a ton out of the journey of the introspection mm-hmm. and the self-evaluation and the yeah. making sure we're on the right path. I think that's really what the question is. So I, I did find value. I know I joked about failing this month, but I did mm-hmm. find a lot of value in this month because I realized that what I am lacking, what I'm feeling in my life that's missing is that very clear direction about how I want to be spending my time. And am I actually making progress on those goals as opposed to the established goals on my to-do list? Right. (laughs) Good. uh, Next month, I want to continue setting boundaries and I am horrible at saying no. I'm horrible at it because you talk about people pleasing. I am not necessarily trying to please people, but I I want to take care of people. I want to make sure everybody around me is okay. And therefore, mm-hmm. when somebody asks for something or if they don't even ask and I just see a need that I feel like I could help them with, mm-hmm. don't do that. So I'm going to focus, I'm going to really work on defining. So I know that I, what I really want to do is figure out what's important to me. I'm going to start defining those things of what is important to me and then setting the boundaries so that I have the bandwidth in my schedule and the energy 
to focus on what's important as opposed to just getting through my day and what has been established for me, I guess. That's an awesome goal. I like it. All right. Well, I can't wait to see how we both have evolved in this process next time we check in. And I really appreciate having that sounding board to kind of think through and talk through some of these things and to get your perspective. If you would like more information about setting your own theme for the year or choosing a word that will help guide you and give you some purpose for reevaluating what you want this year and what you want to focus on, you can go back to episode 17 and listen to Jody explain sort of how she goes through the process of picking a theme or a word for the year and how some of her past themes actually really made a, a huge impact in her life. So uh, episode 17 would be the one to go back to. And if you want our last update for um, for living our themes, that was episode 20. So about every third episode, we go through and do a quick check-in. If you want to continue to follow our conversations about this and so many other things, join us on Facebook at The Sisterhood of Success, uh, or you can go back and find all of our episodes and everything that we've talked about on our website at thesisterhoodofsuccess.com. Thanks for joining us today. See you later, Jody. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.